Well, friends, today we celebrate Epiphany, which is uh, a day when we remember the journey of the Magi to visit the baby Jesus. The word Epiphany means a sudden manifestation or perception. And in the story of the Magi uh, visiting Jesus, we remember that they followed a star to perceive or to see manifest uh, God's spirit in the Christ child. Uh, this story is only recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. So today we leave uh, the Gospel of Luke just for this week so that we can hear the story about these wise ones uh, from the Gospel of Matthew. Let us listen for the word of God. Our scripture today is from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise ones from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise ones and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Each year at Epiphany, we have a tradition at Lake Oswego UCC of choosing a star words. These are words uh, written on paper stars, which we carry with us throughout the year. And following in the footsteps of the Magi, we use these stars or these words as a guide for us, as a way to uh, gain perspective on the year, as a lens through which we can see the year ahead. Now, if we were meeting in person this morning, I would uh, invite you to come forward and choose your own star word for 2021. But because of the pandemic, uh, we have sent star words to you. And our worship team chair, Pam Rossio, her mom, Pat Jackson, and niece, Maddie Lovett, made all of our stars this year and then prayed for us as they pulled out stars for, for each of us and for our households. So if you haven't already uh, opened your letter with your star word in it, you're welcome to uh, grab that and do that. And if you did not receive a star word and would like one, please just send a note to our office at office at loucc.org and we'll be sure uh, to send star words to you. Just let us know how many you need.
Like the Magi, uh, these star words can become a wonderful guide for us throughout the year. Uh, sometimes the meaning is clear from the beginning. Other times the meaning reveals itself throughout the year. Sometimes these words challenge us. Sometimes these words comfort us. But they just become a wonderful way to see uh, God's work in the world around us. And so this morning, we are going to hear Epiphany Star stories uh, from some of our members. Pam Rossio, Maddie Lovett, Brenda Foley, and Kathy Rise will be sharing about their words from 2020 and how their words guided them uh, through this most unusual year. As we hear their stories, may we hear God's work in the world around us. And may you receive blessings as you receive your word for 2021 and think about what this word might mean to you. Let us listen to these Epiphany Star stories. I'm Pam Rossio and I've been on our worship team for about nine years. I love being on this team, especially as we are brainstorming ideas to help develop meaningful worship. About eight years ago, our team decided to give everyone an Epiphany Star word during Epiphany Sunday. I volunteered to make the stars. At first, I used the die cutter at my elementary school to make simple stars, but as the years have progressed, I've changed the star shape. I've learned it has to be easy enough to cut and also a good size to fit the long words on each star. The list of words, of course, come from Jenny. I think we needed about 80 stars the first year, but the popularity of the Epiphany words has grown, and this year we needed to make about 300 stars. For the past seven years, my mother, Pat Jackson, has lived in my cottage next to my house. She doesn't like to be on camera, but loves to have a project and enjoys cutting out the stars for Epiphany each year. As I write the words on each star, I often think about which word I would like to have for the year. I could easily choose a word, but just like all of you, I walk up to the bowl in the sanctuary and choose my word with everyone else. So far, I haven't got the word that I really wanted, but somehow the word chosen always seems to bring extra meaning to my ear. This year, my word was remembering. Not a word I was excited about. I taped the word to my bathroom mirror, and this year I painted the word on a river rock I got from the Willamette River so I could look at it next to my kitchen sink. I had decided that it would be a good year to get albums made of our family pictures for my girls. That would help me to remember. However, I never quite found time to do it with home, church, and conference responsibilities and with a new grandbaby who arrived in April. My youngest daughter, Hillary, let me know that she really needed to see some video of her dad, Rob. My former husband, a member of LOUCC, who died of pancreatic cancer 10 years ago. Hillary was really struggling emotionally and wanted to hear her dad's voice. This motivated me to figure out how to digitize video from three different forms of videotapes. I haven't finished all our tapes, but I've had so much fun watching video of my girls when they were born, their birthdays, and some fun they had with their dad. I was able to share these videos with my girls, and they have brought much joy and in remembering into our lives. 
In October, my mom's brother, Doug, suddenly died. I spent so much time with Uncle Doug in my childhood. He lived right next door to my grandmother, who was our primary child care provider. <clears throat> he was my favorite uncle. Mom and I went to his outdoor service in Mount Shasta. We were able to spend time with my cousins and one of my favorite aunts. And even though we were filled with great sad night, sadness, we were still able to share stories about Uncle Doug and our family. I felt lucky to be able to listen to stories from mom about her brother and their childhood as we drove from Portland to Mount Shasta and back to Portland. So many great memories to remember. This Christmas, unexpectedly, my sister-in-law gave me a binder filled with letters that my husband Rob had written to her throughout his life. It was great to read all the letters he wrote to Carol, who lived far away, before email and cheap phone calls. I loved seeing his handwriting, and he really was a great writer. I did learn quite a few new things I hadn't known, and also was reminded of some fun that we had together, and especially to learn what he thought about our unforgettable first date. Most importantly, I was reminded how much he loved his sister Carol and his family and friends, and I didn't cry once but smiled a lot as I remembered. Most importantly, I've been reminded that I have so many great memories that I want to continue to remember and to share. This year has been filled with lots of sadness as so many people have lost their lives due to sickness and COVID. I've remembered how lucky I was to be at Rob's side as he died and can only imagine how difficult it would have been to not have been with him. I pray for these families that have lost their loved ones, and hope that one day they too will be able to remember and smile. This year, the delivery of the Epiphany Stars needed to change. Since we couldn't, of course, meet in person because of the pandemic, I wanted to explain how your star was selected. The prepared stars were placed into this star bag. My mom, Pat, my niece, Maddie, and I sat around our kitchen table listening to instrumental music. Mom made sure it wasn't Christmas. She didn't was tired of Christmas music. I read your family name, and we all thought of you as I drew out the stars, and Mom and Maddie did their best to fit the stars in each envelope, and then Maddie added a little gold star bling to each one. We hope that you find meaning throughout 2021 with your Epiphany Star Word. My Epiphany Star of last year was the word endurance. When I first got the star, I was kind of confused. What would I have to endure? Going to school? As the year progressed, I realized my Epiphany Star fit well for 2020. As we move through the year, I realized that I am not the only person who had to endure. Between COVID-19, having to do school online, and the election, I, as well as everyone else, all had to endure 2020. When police brutality was all over the news, I realized that people have had to endure much more than I ever realized that they had to, and that surprised me. How could I have not known about all these injustices? Why did no one teach me about it? As injustices kept happening, 
I was learning more things that I had ever, or that I had never even heard about. I also had to build my physical endurance. In August, I learned how to row, and I now row in a club twice a week, and it has really built up my endurance. Since I helped put the Epiphany stars in the envelopes, I got to see my star word early. My star for 2021 is, a ha is happiness. I can't wait to see what happiness this next year brings. Good morning. Last Epiphany Sunday, I was slated to read for church and I happened to confess to my co-reader that some Epiphany Sundays after getting my word, I was curious what my next pick might be. So I would redraw. It was sort of a game I played of I wonder what if. What if I could possibly draw another that I liked better? Although I would always go by my first pick, it signified a primary and possible secondary focus if I needed one. I hadn't quite cut the moral of less is more. I needed to skedaddle early on Epiphany Sunday, so my friend promised she'd pick my word for me and let me know later. There would be no second chances this time. And the word I picked, I wonder if you could guess. That's right, commitment. But commitment to what I wondered. I taped it to my kitchen wall where I could see it every day. I thought for sure it was commitment to my job as I needed to shore up the paperwork part of my job and that was being scrutinized a little more closely than normal. I thought this would be a challenge as these needed to be very well timed and I had a caseload of 33 and it was definitely a juggling act. And then March, the pandemic hit. I then shifted my focus to learning new technical programs like Canvas, Synergy, Zoom, GoFormative, and a host of others to teach online learning disabled high schoolers. This was a huge challenge and this was my commitment. So I took the job seriously in keeping students on the road to graduation and on track. And then the fall took still a different tact where all students would be graded as if they were right back in the classroom and 52% of our school population had two or more Fs and were failing classes. Teachers were teaching their regular way and uh, students couldn't keep up with it and they, couldn't, they wouldn't turn their cameras on and would often mute themselves. I had reached the pinnacle of commitment. I would take this new challenge of teaching online as if in class and in person with no real human interaction to be the true meaning of the word. Then the wildfire smoke came into heavenly existence and I came to a new meaning of commitment. It seemed there would be no end to this commitment word. Have we reached commitment yet? And after the smoke dissipated, the days trudged on with no real set routine, boundary between work and home, or variety of activities. My peaceful home had had, was not now just a haven. And then it dawned on me, in the midst of the drudgery, my commitment was to health and happiness. I had been looking at the end of my nose to a narrow perspective when I needed to widen my vision much more to the horizon where I could see a clearer picture. It was my health and happiness that I needed to be committed to, not to the job or my students or my friends or family, but to me. Because when I committed to me, it was better for others as well. 
And most of all, I started looking for the little joys in my days and accentuating them as if they were the main course. Like the squirrels who showed up every day hiding nuts in my pots two to three feet from my sight of them. And one who decided to crack it open and feast on it one day before my eyes, as if in defiance that because I could see where he was hiding it, I might get it before him. You go squirrel, I thought. Or a student that was an introvert that finally decided in 11th grade to kick in his efforts about conversations about what lay beyond high school for him. I told him what a huge thing it was to rid himself of bad study habits and start better ones and maintain them. Coming from an iffy home life, I told him if he were my son, I would be hugging him every hour on the hour and that this year was worth it to me because of him. Or the tour of a decorated room the last day of school before Christmas break and her camera on because she knew how much it meant to me. What a gift an actual student's face. And as I feasted on the epiphany words and cheated myself into possibly finding something I liked more, I finally got the message that less is more. That the small little joys of our days are where our attention needs to be. The stretches, squirrels, leaves dropping and swirling, little student successes, different scents in rooms, just breathing fresh air outside. Health and happiness is always there if we can just focus in on it, accentuate it and grow it like a seed in a pot. I had finally gleamed the true meaning of commitment in 2020 and beyond. And so now I'm looking forward to my next word in this upcoming new year. To be honest, most years I draw my word and I don't think a whole lot about it. Within a few days, I couldn't tell you where the star itself was. And within a few weeks, I couldn't tell you what the word was. But when I drew my word for 2019, my daughter had just lost her job. And I had told her I would support her for a while while she tried to get out of banking into something new. My word that year was patience and boy did I need it. As the weeks stretched into months, uh, I needed that patience. Finally, we both agreed it was time for her to get back into banking, which she did, and, and 2019 turned out pretty well for her. My 2020 word was splendor, and I thought, yeah, I should pay more attention to the trees in this beautiful area I live in. But then I remembered that some people look up the meaning of their words. So I looked it up and splendor means magnificent in appearance and grandeur. Well, this is harder than I thought. So I replaced patience on my mirror with splendor and as usual, didn't give it a whole lot of thought. And then COVID hit first in China, then Europe, the US. The first case in Oregon was a mile from my house at the elementary school where my daughter had attended 25 years ago, I watched the world shut down, but I watched delivery people delivering packages and mail, and mail being delivered. I saw grocery clerks going to work so I could buy food, and most, but mostly people stayed home. The streets were empty, and when people went out, everyone wore masks and kept, kept distance. 
there were free concerts put online by all kinds of, of musical groups. There were fundraisers. I remember one in New York that raised $115 million for those hardest hit by COVID. COVID was awful. COVID is still awful. But the response, especially back then, was truly something of splendor. Then about seven weeks into this new stay-at-home life, I was cleaning out a flower bed and found a little tiny nest in in the ground, dug into the ground, and in it were four little tiny blue speckled eggs. I snapped a picture and sent it to my friend Pat Crane and asked if she knew what kind of birds those might be. She responded back that those were probably blue-eyed, excuse me, dark-eyed juncos. And I made sure my courtyard's pretty safe from cats, but I made sure the gate was always closed, the garage doors were always closed. I didn't want cats getting in there to, to get the eggs. A few days later, the eggs hatched, and there were four little balls of fluff in there that grew and grew every day uh, until they were literally just, just spilling out of the nest. They got so big. And on Mother's Day, I walked out to check on them, and the nest was empty. And I looked around because I was sure I'd see them hopping around in the flower bed somewhere. No sign of them, and I thought, oh no, a cat did get in here. But as I turned around, two little birds flew right in front of me and landed on the fence post. And then I looked down and there was another bird on the ground. They had indeed made it through. And over the next 10 days or so, I'd look out into the courtyard and I'd see one of them sitting on a, sitting on a little brick wall or on the flower, uh, flower pot or, or on the fence. And I chose to believe those were my birds coming back to let me know they were okay. I don't know why those birds brought me so much hope and joy. Uh, just a normal thing happening in a crazy time. I'm not a birder. I don't go with, and walks with my binoculars and take all these beautiful pictures. But those birds, for me, truly were a thing of splendor in this horrible time. Now I can say I am looking forward to 2021 for so many reasons. Um, and I can't wait to see what my 2021 word is.